0: you're listening to culture camp tune in each week to hear from an amazing lineup of athletes ceos founders and more who have created winning cultures in their organization each will share the secrets to creating a culture in your business that will lead you to thrive are you ready here's your host jason haugen
1: What's up, everybody? I hope you're having a fantastic week. Welcome back to another episode of Culture Camp. I got a great one for you all today. I know I said that every time, but this one is going to be super exciting because I have probably one of the best personalities, one of the best human beings I've ever met. We have Scott Orison, aka The Red Suit Realtor. Scott, thank you for being on the show. Dude, I am pumped. This is going to be awesome. This is epic, man. I, I, I love what you're doing. You're an investor. You're a real estate agent. You help people flip homes. You're, you're an author, which we'll get into for a second. And you have this huge mission in life, which I absolutely love. And I want you to tell everybody what your mission is.
0: Yeah. You know, it's crazy. It all started with my brother. Um, you know, he passed about seven years ago. He I'm couldn't walk. To hear that, He couldn't walk. To, he could walk till he was like five or six. And then he started to trip, trip. So for 35 years of his life, he had a disease called dystonia. And Hmm. he passed about seven years ago and had the biggest smile, struggled to eat, struggled to talk to all those other things. And when he passed, I said, you know what, I want to do something to honor my brother's legacy. I, You know, some people pass away and then it's like you don't remember them. Right. And so I made a commitment kind of to my brother to give back and to go help others that didn't have those same resources he didn't. He couldn't walk, couldn't talk. It was very hard for him. And so my mission was to honor his legacy. And so I'm on a mission to help 1,000 people do a real estate transaction in the next few years. And I'm setting up these real estate meetups across the country. I'm teaching people how to do it. I'm teaching people how to like see the best version of themselves. And it's been such a powerful run. With what we're doing with the red suit. And right. uh I'm going full fledged with this. So excited to be here.
1: I love it. And I got an opportunity to, to to go to one of your meetups and, and spoke for a minute. And you know, you did a fantastic job. You're doing something super, super cool. You're bringing people together, which I think is awesome. And you're doing a lot of it for free. I mean, most of it for free, right? And which is a lot of people would not do that. But you're helping people change their life. Like, and you you hit like there's some things that I'm like, man, I can't like I I need to read your book because that is one thing that I want to do is get into more real estate investing. I mean, I've been so hyper-focused on the dealerships and different things. And like, I do have two Airbnbs that I don't, I mean, we're not really making any money or anything, but you know, it's, it's a tax thing. Um, but really, really interested in some things that were talked about at that meetup. So again, thank you for letting me come. Cause I learned a ton and, and hopefully it was a good time for other people. And as I blabbed on for a half hour or so, but um, Scott, I mean, you're an incredible person, a huge personality I mean, you wear a red suit everywhere, multiple different fashions. I and mean, we got the, the custom Jason from our man, I think Rainey from G- GMRT Customs. A little rainy. I got to give him a little shout out because I got I got some sick, uh, I got the same, same pretty similar Jordans and my little swoosh is the same pattern, but mine is white. So I love it. But I want to get into, you know, a little bit of your story of how you became a a real estate agent, real estate professional, really more than just an agent, way more than just an agent. And then how kind of this personality of the red suit came about. So let's get into it. All
0: right, let's go. You guys got six hours, <laughs> right? No, so anyway, it's crazy. Um, I've been flipping homes for, I, I, my first investment property I ever bought was in 2006. Wow. So I went to the University of Utah, and I, I feel like I went to every single school in Utah. And then when I, I went to Utah State University, I played rugby there. And Interesting. Finished there, and I said, hey, this would be really cool. I read a book that says when I was living in California, i just graduated. It'd be a great idea. Why don't I buy a duplex and rent it out to the rugby team right? while I'm two states away? Right. It was a terrible idea, right? <laughs> so I bought this duplex, you know, just dealing with, like, rugby stuff. And I love those guys, but they're not the best tenants, right? And so I learned a lot from that property. But a lot of people would just give up and quit. And I said, no, no, no. The wealthiest people in this country, I read in this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, we've all read it, right? Most everyone. If you haven't, it's a great book. And when I did my book, I kind of wanted to copy that. I wrote the book to myself 15 years ago, what I would have done different instead of buying that duplex. right? So I wrote it to myself. That's my avatar, people that just want to start investing. But I read a book called The Millionaire Next Door. And it said there's the the wealthiest people in this country, they they did this survey of all these multimillionaires. And the guy would go around the mall and figure out who they were, and they'd fill this out. And he found out two main characteristics. Number one, they were business owners. And number two, they invested in real estate. Hmm. And so like, perfect for with what you do as a business owner and, and with your culture that you're teaching all the RV centers and whatnot. And so I said, I want to be involved in real estate. My dad's been doing it forever, but the way he does it is very different than the way that I do it. Right. So that's kind of how it started. 15 years ago, so when I wrote my book, I kind of went back to the beginning, what I wish I would have done much, much better so people don't have to make those same mistakes. And I've made so many mistakes in real estate. Every single deal, I make mistakes. The question is, how good are you at solving problems? The people that solve problems, look at Amazon, right? Look at Apple. Those are the people that make all the money in the world. And then the other type of people, those that create problems. Those are the ones that are always working for somebody, always complaining. What type of, there's two types of people. And so my job with these missions with what I'm doing is to find, identify those people and to connect with people that are way smarter in different avenues of real estate than I am. Right. I, do, I do nightly rentals. I've right. flipped nightly rentals. I've flipped land. I've done cabins, recreational properties, the basics, fix, fix and flips, rental properties. So I've done a little bit of everything to see what kind of ice cream I like. Right. But my group is consists of experts. That's what they do. This is their niche. That's what they bring home, the bacon. Right. And so the concept is work full-time on your job, part-time on your fortune. So even when I was working in other realms and whatnot, I would just go out there and I'd flip two, three, four homes a year. And that's what was building my wealth. And I feel like even if that you don't want to be a full-time real estate professional, anyone can do that and then go out and buy a couple properties a year. And build their wealth part-time on the side in the busy and in, inside of their busy schedule right and
1: there's it, and it's like i hate i hate to say it's easier than people think but it's it's just like there's a step one a step two is just follow the process and you can like you can make it happen because by, so i mean there's a lot of creative ways to finance and there's a lot of creative ways to do many many different things and but it's just you know getting out there and, and, and doing it, and a lot of people say that the hardest you know thing is finding the deal. Which you know you got a guy like you, and feel like that you're 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 pretty good at it, and so it's a huge opportunity for for what you're doing. And you know people out there right now listening to this is you know Scott Scott's an unbelievable you know freaking killing it when he, when you know you're talking about deals and talking about how to do it and and a, more of just you know a real estate agent like you're like when you're selling like you because know, I've seen a lot of your stuff and heard this about you. Is you you try to do the best situation for the client of the deal and how it's structured and making sure the property's right because you can find things especially from doing it for so long since 2006. When you walk into a house, you automatically know rough estimate about how much that's going to be. And so most people like you know would you recommend like I I, would you recommend doing this on your own like if you like if you hear this podcast tomorrow all of a sudden you go buy a house like like you know I would you would probably recommend like hey like let's go do this together get someone to come with you get someone like a contractor like figure out this network, come to a couple meetups, you know, you got them, you know, it's different cities around the country. Um, learn from you, watch your social media because I've I've seen people, you know, read a book and then all of a sudden go out and do it and they get buried. And it's like, well, I don't think that that's what the person was saying. So I love what you do is the extra mile you, you know, go miles for, for your clients. It's super important.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's what we're doing right now. I mean, I'm helping a thousand people in the community right now between my group. We've got Five, six, seven other flips going on. So, a lot of these deals, I'm doing some of my own deals, but now I'm like, gosh, how can I build a legacy like my right. brother? If I just do them all myself, that's great. You're still just kind of trading time for money. But if I can go out and teach other people, so we got, you know, Spencer inked, inked, uh, yep, uh, air, you yeah, know, inked, yeah, 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 world's yeah, world's yeah. best tattoo guy on the planet. I mean, you might have your guy, but you gotta you gotta hit up Spencer. For sure. Uh, he's like, hey, I wanna flip a home. He's an artist. So, I'm right. like, cool. I found him a deal. I'm guiding him through the process. Hey, I'm figuring out the layout. We helped him out with the financing, right? Right. And then um, he hired a contractor. We're going to go check out this property a little bit later. I want to teach him that education. You know, you either pay for your education, right? right, or you pay for your mistakes. There's two ways to do it. For sure. So the slow way is to, like you were saying, go out and do it on your own right? And you make mistakes, make mistakes, but you never really learn it. So a lot of times I've got like three or four guys right now doing deals in Ogden, got guys doing in Salt Lake, West Jordan, like there's a lot of deals going on. And so I can use my expertise to teach them. But at the same time, no, you got to go do it. I'm not going to do it for you, right? You got to make the phone call because it's all about the experience. Even on these deals, I tell the guys, I said, unless you found the deal yourself, you're typically not going to make a ton of money on your first deal. Even if you make five grand, fifteen grand, sometimes guys lose money on their first deal, and it's just part of the game. But that education—hey, had you gone out there and found the deal yourself, and not had to pay a wholesaler and a realtor—and if you had your real estate license, I'm a realtor. My book talks about why you should go get your real estate license. Right? There's no competition. I want to help you win. I'm going to get my own. The world—it's—I get a little passionate about this. The world's all about me, me, me. Everyone's so transactional. No, if I can go teach realtors how my second year, I've only had my license for three years. My second year, I sold over 20 million, which is more than like 98% of all agents. Why? Because I'm all about the customer. And I find one customer and I help them do three, four, five, six deals and help them make a ton of money. Now, all of a sudden, I'm working with 10 clients doing massive amount of deals instead of going out there and chasing the market. Right. And so, you know, I'm, I'm on a mission not only to help new investors, realtors teach them how to get more leads, more deals. Everyone should flip a home because then they understand they learn the game. Now, all of a sudden, when they're listing a home, they can win the deal because they're like, hey, you know what? If, if you're going to list this house, instead of listing it tomorrow, like most agents sign this, and then it hurts their client, then they lose 20, 30 grand. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's like, hey let's wait a week. I've got a painter. I've got a countertop guy. Let's at make these additions real quick. Let's get professional photography. Now, when we list it, let's have a strategy. You're going to typically sell that much, much higher. Let's stage the property. Yeah, it might take a week, but it might make you an extra 30, 40 grand where most right. agents are, oh, let me list it. And then a month later, oh, it's not moving. We got to lower the price just right. to get the listing. Right. So it's a or little bit Or you do those longer.
1: fixes at that time where it's like, hey, we're getting a lot of feedback. You know, we got to paint and it's like we got to take it back off the market you got to paint it and then there's a the delay process that you got to keep it off the market for so long until it like resets or whatever that's then you can put
0: it back on the market
1: where it looks like it's got no previous history or whatever like a done. lot of people do that
0: i'll give you an example last year we did a deal in layton right and and i told the guy hey you need to paint all the baseboards because the kids were digging them up and stuff right and, and it wasn't done right and so we threw it on the market nothing and i said look we got to hit the reset button here My wife went in there, staged it, did minor staging. My wife's the best stager on the planet, by the way. Because it's not just a one-size-fits-all. She looks at every... I mean, at 2 in the morning, she's like, oh, this picture this art would go perfect for this house. Might not work for a different house, right? Right. So we, you get the full package. You get somebody that's been fixing, flipping homes for years. You need contractors. You get that expertise. You need photographers. You need videographies. You've seen some of the videos. We have fun. We had did a Ferris Bueller one recently. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that one. Yeah. But it's all about for the client. Hey, here's the strategy, A, B, C, and D, going into it. It's a little extra work, but the client's going to win. And then the next time around, they're like, that guy took care of me. I right. made more money. He told me the truth. Um, and, and, and that's the name of the game. But on this deal, we had to pull it. No offers. We're getting low stuff. I said, look, we have to just take a reset button. We got my painters. My, so we sent a painter out there. They went in and did it. That night, we literally got an offer. I think it was like... 10 grand over ass cash offer really literally that night because just by doing those little tiny things that don't even cost a lot of money right but it's years and years and years of experience doing it that's where it makes all the difference in the world
1: no no, i love that there's so much to what you're saying and, and you know to be be selfish for 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 one minute here i'm i'm dealing with the same thing in 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 our company where like used inventory right you ever go to a used car lot and you know that's always you know a little bit reconditioned they've buffed it they've washed it they've vacuumed it it smells good all these different things because that's you know if it looked like when it came in the day of trade probably no one would buy it and like the same thing with a house right like if it literally looks like that you're living in it and it's a pigsty like all these like it's not going to show as good as you know others because people emotionally buy so when you go and turn it's 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 a nightmare your emotion your energy is down And if your energy is down, your emotions are a little bit more guarded and you're not really excited about it. Even if the agent is like painting this wonderful picture, all you can think about is how disgusting the house is. Right. Same thing in our used inventory. And what I thought was happening was not happening. And all these, you know, so I'm going down, like I'm, I'm having a massive company reset right now because I've learned so much. One thing that you said earlier is you can either pay for your mistakes or pay for your education. Well, I paid for some massive mistakes and we've lost millions. Like millions and millions and millions and millions this year alone off of those mistakes and me taking my eye off of what I should have been doing. Right. Well, now there's a new Jason in town. I'm making some stuff happen. That's where I was at this, this, this morning was down at one of my stores and we're going through the used inventory. And like, that's all my cash. I got $400,000 of used inventory. That is my cash. It is not the bank's money. That is my money in those units. And I'm like, they look like crap. They're dirty there. This is wrong. that's like, what's going like, let's have some respect and some confidence. Like let's, let's have the energy. Like you get one opportunity generally to show that customer unit. And there's only one of them in the world. There's only one used motor home like this in the world. New, there's going to be 20 of the same floor plan. But it, once that goes out a lot, there's only one of them, right? Just like home. There's only one of them. It doesn't matter if it's the same floor plan, a hundred homes in a row. They're all different because there's only one of them and so it's that mindset but i love what you say in in homes because people don't necessarily think about then all sales like if we were to personally go sell our own vehicles we'd probably shine them up every time you went and showed the customer you'd go to the car wash you would do it would still be probably wet when you're getting there to Mm -hmm. the parking lot to go show somebody right but sometimes we don't do that in our businesses and i've went and seen a lot of homes that were not staged correctly or not cleaned up or not done where i'm like why would i why would i do this the reason i bought my home. Um, that I'm in now. is because it was super sexy, not destroyed. Yeah, it was only a couple years old, but we went and looked at some others that I'm like, whoa, like it looks like who lived here? But it's just those little things, which cost hardly. It Actually, it's an opportunity loss or cost, right? It costs more to have it not good than it is to just pay it and make sure that it's good. But it's taking your eye off the prize and thinking that you know more than, you know, someone someone that does know. So what, what I'm getting there is, the mentorship and who you're partnering with is super, super important, right? Because some agents, like you said, would just not care. But it matters.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, going back to that point, you know, when someone's buying a house, RV. Yeah, we like call thin, it wheel estate. It's wheel on, estate. It's, it's on wheels, it. you know? Love it. I mean, the biggest thing, number one, is like these are just the little tiny things, is the smell. How does it smell? Mm-hmm. Most people make decisions off of emotion in the first 15 seconds. right. But here's where people lose it. You can lose the cell. There's a process to that whole process. So like someone comes in, how does the curb appeal look first? Number one, all right, you're opening the door. You can barely open it up. Boom, negative experience, right? There's just little tiny things when you're renovating a home or listing a home that the the most critical components and time is in the first, like, two to three minutes. That's when people make their decision or they don't make their decision. You either say,
1: I don't want to look at this anymore or I can't wait to see what's next. Like, I can't wait to see what's behind that. Or I can't, like, it's just like when you go into a spec home. Yep. You know, generally those decisions are made like, oh, yeah, like, this is,
0: this is cool. Well, and here's the master to kind of where where I come from. You're like, you you know, in the first couple of minutes, like, if it's a good house, how much it's going to cost because I've been doing this forever. Well, take that one layer more. It's not only so much when I'm looking at deals and opportunities. I don't really care about the house. I want to. I want to understand the why. Mm-hmm. You know, why is somebody selling? Right? I can find out immediately, within a minute, how they found that deal. Because there's, hey, was it a wholesale deal? It's probably going to be slim. How do you find it? What's the situation behind it? Right. Like literally, I'll get deals that are locked up under contract before myself or clients will even go through them. They're like, why would you do, wait, what's going on? I'm like, cause I've been doing this forever. And if, if I get there with the inspector, what and it doesn't work, we can get out of it. Right. But if I wait and then I'm asking all these questions and I'm being very irritable with the agent or the seller, they're not going to sell it to me. Right. Like I just locked up this, uh, this cabin up in Huntsville. I, right? saw, I
1: saw that on your social media this weekend.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, it's a great opportunity. Everyone's looking in that area. I got a pretty good opportunity. I might just keep it. I might renovate it. Right. There's so many different plays with this deal here. But maybe I might take some investors up there with me while I take an inspector, a contractor to figure out the numbers, right? Right. But I lock the deal up immediately. We'll ask questions later. Say yes now, ask questions later. Give yourself an out. So anytime I do a real estate deal, three options. Three options. All three I have to be good with. I don't do the deal. Number one, best case scenario, right? Hey, I'm going to fix and flip this. Cool, hopefully I can make 30, 40, 50 grand on it. Great. Right. Number two, if I can't sell that, can I maybe possibly tie it up and wholesale it to somebody else or keep it as a rental property, right? Right. And then number three, maybe there's an Airbnb or a different play off of it. If I'm good with all three of those, then I'll do the deal. Right. If I'm not good with one of those three, I'm on to the next deal. There's plenty of deals, plenty of opportunities out there. Right. And the biggest mistake, people are like, oh, I just want to do a deal just to say that they did a deal. Right. Great. If that's what you're looking for, you're looking for experience, you're looking to make money, you're looking for a hybrid. And a lot of times, people don't even know what they want. Right. So they haven't really figured it out in their mind. And so it's like, like you mentioned something earlier. You said we make it harder than what it really needs to be. Right. Fifteen years ago, I was in Las Vegas. I was at my friend's house. I'm like, that'd be cool to own a house here. Right. One of my second or third deals I ever did. So I'm like, cool. How do I do this? Right. So I called a realtor out there. She's like, yeah, here's a deal. I bought like I bought it for like ninety five grand. And then, wow. I, I mean, this, this crazy market, right? right? The house today is probably worth 400 grand right now, right? Right. So then I did some carpet and paint with the family. My payment was like $500 a month. But at the time, I'm like, gosh, I, I should be buying 20 of these right now. Right. I just didn't know how. I didn't have the resource. I thought you had to go the traditional bank route. Right. And had I known what I'd known today, I would have bought so many of those because those were renting out for about $1,200, $1,300 a month. And my payment was $500 a month. Wow. Imagine had I scooped up 20 of those. I talk about this in the book, right? The best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is today. Right. So think about it. Real estate, guys, it's a, it's a time game. Right. People lose because they, they want to get rich in six months. No, 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 no. You got to have a minimum of a five-year plan. Minimum. You got to play the long game, 20 years. So even if you have a bad deal today, and you're able to, to even break even on the rents and then get the tax benefits and all that other, and have somebody else manage it so it's not sucking up your time, if you literally go out there and suck up two properties a year, even if they're not the greatest rentals, and you play the time game, and you get locked in at that interest rate, right? the rents are consistently going up, especially in Utah, because we're running out of land. People don't realize Utah is known on the good parts. Mm-hmm. The east side, we have what? The Desert and the lake, that we have is in, in,
1: inhabitable,
0: in, uninhabitable. We have we mountains where you can't really build on unless James right. Keaton, right. right? And then, and well, then, we're not going to go so high. Yeah, right? right. And then on the west, you got the lake, right? So right. we don't have. We're almost built like New York City, if you think about it. Yeah, like there's a small sliver. Real estate gets so that we're out of land, so people are tearing down houses for that land. Well, guess what? Less inventory. That's why we haven't gotten hit so much. So imagine if you just scooped up two of those a year and you were cash flowing on those. Ten years down the road, you're having somebody else pay off those payments for you. The market, even if the market doesn't go up, right? Your your equity continues to grow. The tax benefits that are associated with it. Most people just don't want to play the long long haul. Right. But if somebody did that for ten years and bought two rental properties, that's twenty units that they own. Right. I mean, I ran some numbers, and I don't want to get into it here too much, but man, it's massive equity yeah. and it's massive cash flow, and it's and it's massive tax deductions. Oh, it's so awesome! That's,
1: because, like, I mean. A lot of people don't pay attention. So like, you know, essentially if you had, we'll use round numbers, you have a $500,000 home and say, you know, you're renting it out and you're covering your, you know, or maybe a $300,000 home or two, let's say $200,000 home. Cause you wouldn't, I don't know if you rent a $500,000 home, but $200,000 home. If that, and you're renting it out for 1500 bucks a, a month, whatever it is. If that home went to worth zero, we're still cash flowing, Right. Yep. See, in my business, if the economy goes down, I'm still paying a million dollars a month in payroll, a million and a half dollars in payroll. And I'm not, like, it's a very, not getting anybody out of businesses, but it's a very, very, very different problem or different issue. And then like, the thing that I like about real estate is you know exactly the nut to crack every month, right? Like if it's, if my payment's 500 bucks or 700 bucks and I'm selling 1500, even if I don't get it, it's, seven, it's a fixed amount basically it's not like, well, it could change. It could do this. It's cyclical. It could go like, that's why I'm not saying I don't love the dealerships, but it's, it's pretty complicated. And that's why I'm like, Hey, like, I really want to get more into real estate. I want to do this. I want to do that. Um, because I want something, I want to start cash flowing, you know, basically my monthly expenses. Like I told my wife that the other day, I was like, we need to get into real estate where we're cash flowing our monthly expenses in case everything goes to nothing where we can still have, you know, we can still you know, obviously, hopefully, we don't spend all of our money, but like we still have enough money, enough cash flow coming in that we can pay all of the payments for the rentals, and then have a little bit left over to, you know, crack our monthly expenses. Which I'm very, very grateful that our monthly expenses are basically nothing. Like the only thing that the only payment I have is my mortgage, which is like twenty five hundred bucks a month, which we're very thankful for that. Right, um, I didn't go get this massive this net and the other. Um, we weren't building a house, not doing that anymore. Like we're just, me, we're just, I want the minimalistic Simplified. life. Like I want to simplify everything and start. My mindset was so immature. You know, I got this dealership, started crushing it, started buying more, like I started money started flowing in. Like the problem was we were making, so we didn't know what to do with it. So then we're yeah. worried about taxes and this and that. And we wouldn't have spent, we wouldn't spend some money, some places unnecessarily to fix a problem that we didn't have. Right. And so we're trying to unwind a bunch of that stuff, <laughs> trying to sell a bunch of stuff. Trying to get down because the economy, like right like right now, um, the state of our, you know, our company is just tough. The state of my family is a little bit tough. Um, but we're making some shifts that happen because yeah. if it is to be, it's up to me, right? Like I control my destiny. Um, but it's like, man, I was like talking to my wife, I was like, Mickey, if we would have just like been a little bit smart and you know, see all that money that we have here or there, done this or done that, if we would have just been bought a couple of houses back then, that we would be actually ahead because 'Cause I've done some investments where I lost a lot of money. Yep. But I'm like, why didn't I look at that? And then I have a, a good buddy of mine that's does he, between him and his dad. They probably have about 100, 100 rentals right now and mostly in Ogden. And I'm like looking at him. I'm like, man, you guys are just and he's like, dude, I told you. And I'm like, you did. But I was so I was the guy, the six month guy.
0: Yeah, well, we all are. And, yeah. and think about it, though. But back to that point, right? We're 2023. Let's right. look back at 2033. You and I both of this because I've been fixing and flip guy. Right. I fixed flip, fix, flip. And, and now I've shifted more towards long-term rentals, even though they can be a pain and a headache, but you hire a good management company. They deal with all the headaches, right? That's why I don't like rentals is because you're dealing with tenants or sob stories. This yep. got fixed. Just hire good property management. Usually you get that 10% rents. You get it because you get someone that's qualified. They deal with all the headaches. That's their right. living. Right. So 10 years from today, Let's just, even if we simplify it, we just say, let's just go do two rental properties. I've got one in Ogden right now. It's a duplex. Okay. Mm-hmm. A guy from Arizona from my group wanted to flip a home. And I'm like, I'm not going down to Arizona to flip the home. I help, I coach, I mentor him. You come up here, I'll find you this deal. Somebody from my group brought it to him. So he makes a few bucks on the deal. Right. He gets the experience. He's flipping a duplex away. That sucker just got listed for $395. Wow. Duplex renovated. Each right. site gets about $1,500 a month in rents right now. It's hard to wow. cash flow in Utah. This is one of those that will cash flow, but people are like, well, you know, I don't know, and this and that. I'm like, this is a great legal duplex that's out there that somebody could literally call up a lender and say, hey, what do you need from me? They could get a loan, and they could cash flow day one, have a property management company 10 years down, that, down the road. That property, rents aren't going to be $1,500 a month 10 10 years down the road. Right. I mean, consistently. Two years from now. Rentals have gone up consistently above inflation. That's why I love them. But your payment stays the same. You get the tax benefits. I don't know if you know much about accelerated depreciation. Mm -hmm. But you buy one rental property a year and you do it all in year one. Talk to your CPAs, your advisors, real estate that know what they're talking about. That tax incentive is huge huge right even if you don't cash flow on it and and so you you know sometimes when you do rentals and then all they got to get you got to do the renovations you got to do all the other stuff it's like well what do you want do you want to be a fix and flip guy do you want to be a rental guy if you can find opportunities they're turnkey you have somebody that manages them you start cash flowing immediate that's the name of the game but the problem is most people don't know they don't know what they want they right. don't have a map right and i've realized there's three types of people there's the beginning the novice oh it looks good i saw it on tv Some will do stuff. Most of them don't. The second Mm -hmm. type, they're the ones like, okay, I need to do something different. I'm ready to do it. Coach me, mentor me, show me how to do it. That's kind of like my Sweeto Burrito meetup. It's kind of like between one and two. Right. All I've really been doing is passing business. So much business gets passed. Oh, you need a countertop, guys. So a lot of people come in. I use it to promote the meetup. Oh, you need a countertop. You need a contractor. You need deals. We've done everything in there. And I do it for free. Right. Most people, they don't even, they're like, wait, thank you. They don't even say thank you. Right. I mean, that's the part where I'm like, listen, if you would just say thank you or, hey, here's a little referral fee, the next time a deal comes around, guess where it's going. Right. Right. So it's kind of creating that leadership. And then there's the third group of people, the leaders, because business is all the same, in my opinion. Right. I feel like it doesn't matter if you're doing... It's a lot about people and about culture. The only thing is, is if you're flipping cars, flipping houses, you're buying cars, you're turning them into Airbnbs, like mini homes. You know what I'm right. saying? Mm-hmm. It's the same concept. It's that long-term play, and it's that third level of concept. That's where I'm headed. Right. I'm finding the really, really smart people, and I'm putting them all in one room that are just geniuses, and we that's where we spend time. Hey, how did you build your wealth? What did you do here to have that... Now all of a sudden, our networks become each other. That's massively valuable. Just little things like you—you're so focused and caught up in the RV and and what you're doing there that, man, how'd you make a quick phone call? Hey, here's a deal. Here, let me talk to this lender. He'll get everything lined up. Your problem is time, right? Right? You've got so many things going on. When you have an expert, that's their wheelhouse that you trust. It's like, hey, let's play the long game. I've got a guy. I'll buy deals sight unseen all the time because I trust the guy. They're auction deals. I know the numbers. He's random. My team, I've got every, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, and it's like a time management system. And that's the name of the game. And so like, right. as people say, I don't have a ton of time, but I want to be surrounded by experts that I trust. Now you can go do so many more things than trying to like figure out how to be this like master real estate flipper expert. Like your game's probably more, Hey man, if I can buy some rental properties, cash flow, start building that equity, tax benefit, you know what I'm saying? Then that's the name of the game. And I I think a lot of times people just don't have that five- and ten-year plan. And so really what I'm doing is, like, even here when we did this event, the world's largest real estate bus tour, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to create a map for people. Like, okay, this is your full-time, this is what's paying, feeding your family. Right. Now how do you build wealth? It's these secondary things, that's where you're going to build wealth. Your full-time job is going to feed your family and pay for kids football and soccer and things like that. So right. I, I've just realized it's all about a time management. So a lot of what I'm doing is I've been traveling across the country. I was just at a big commercial event. Yeah, I in uh, Ohio. Two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. A good friend of mine invited me out. Learn this game because it's a bigger play. Right. Right. Um, I've been in Cleveland twice. I was with Mark Evans there recently. Yeah. Um, and I've been in Dallas. I've been traveling the country. Like I want, you know, someone wants to learn how to do vacation rounds. Perfect. I got a guy in this area someone that wants to learn how to do, you know, fix and flip, you know what I'm saying? So it's just all about the networking play is massive. Right. And then you're just kind of putting together the ingredients.
1: I love it. And you know, everybody says your network is your net worth. And another thing that I love that you do is like having, having the end in mind, right? Like, you know, what is the end game? What is the overall goal? Because you have to kind of get over the, the micro to look at the macro oftentimes, right? Like you're you might take an L, like you said, in your first flip, or you might take an L for here and there, but like the education that you're going to get and the things you're going to learn are going to, for, for the macro is going to help you in the overall long game and creating that long-term wealth. Because, you know, I was like, like I said earlier, I was so focused on that. I was a six month guy. Like I was a guy like, how can I give you a hundred grand and I make my, you know, 30% in six. And they're like, well, you know, like that's only one, you know, and I'm like, how can I be that guy? Like, and then my, you know, learning through watching you on social media and doing different things and like hopefully, you know, I'm hopefully get a copy of your book. Um, I'm like, man, like I need to be kind of my mindset's gotta be a little bit different. I, I I think I'm a little bit jaded because my mom and dad um did have a lot of so we used to build a lot of homes. Mom and dad had a home building company and they owned like hundred and two rental homes at one time. Um they were they lost a lot of money on those rental homes. Um, you know, 08 hit and all kinds of different things. And they had they owned over $100 million with a commercial. So their rental homes took a big hit. Their commercial took a huge hit. And like, it was just freaking Chernobyl for my family. How we made it, I don't know. I was like a little bit younger, but my dad made it through. But he was always so negative about real estate because he lost. But I it was kind of actually interviewing him now. It was poorly managed. And I mean, he had people that, you know, were... Somehow they had like different mortgages. Like, you know, we had our main mortgages yeah. and then it's like they wrapped some, My dad's like, what? So that one, it caused nightmares. And my mom and dad paid 100% off of those, you know, everything. I mean, it took them like like probably almost 20 years to pay wow. off a lot of those those things when they sold them back. I mean, they're still paying the escrow. Like, it's just kind of a hectic Out thing. Out of principle. But, yeah, just doing it. They yeah, my dad's like, I'm not claiming go? a BK. I could claim a BK, right? Or like, just let it go and yeah. don't really care but he wanted to make sure that they were all paid back. And so now like I'll talk to him about real estate. He's like, no, 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 But he's a little bit jaded because of how much money they've yeah. lost. Um, but just finding those important people in your life that you trust, like you're saying, that finding those important people, those mentors that you can surround yourself with, that you trust, that you can, I mean, you can make some amazing things happen. Um, so I love the, what, what you've created and what you're doing. I want to get into to the book, man. A little bit more to the before, book.
0: Before that, yeah, are you good with this? I'm good with this, Because this will be good. because, like, So this was like, what, 12, 13 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Now, how much more do you think those properties are worth today? Oh, I don't even want
1: to. Dude, we, when we, they were buying- 2X,
0: 3X? Probably 3X at 3X. least. 3X. Okay, so going back to, this is where I'm talking about playing the long game of it. Most people play the short game. If you have that mindset of playing the long game, you're going to be in great shape. Mm -hmm. So it's all about surrounding yourself with people like, hey, how do we get the financing? How do I find somebody that can maybe take on some of these deals? Maybe you're eating it in the short term, but long term having that objective, it's easy to go back and play armchair quarterback, right? Right. But I sometimes get caught like, yeah, I want to flip this home. I think I make 40, 50, 60 grand. But then I'm like, wait a minute here. Got to go back to that long haul game there. So time is the healer of everything. right? And so we all, trust me, I've done it too, where I've done the same thing, where I've lost money on a deal, and I'm like, man, had I just figured out a way, found some private investors that have money, they're sick of the stock market, right? and literally, hey, yeah, I'm going to eat a little bit. Yeah, it's 150 bucks that I'm paying per month. No big deal. That's $1,000 a year. I'll write it off on my taxes, whatever, right. right? Now, all of a sudden, you get yourself in a situation, that's where the, mat, like, Long term, right? Right. The, my, the millionaire mindset is more of a long term mindset. Right.
1: No, so. we, there was a development that they owned. They built them and owned them. So they, they built all the homes and then they rented them all out. Um, you know, kind of out where I lived. I think back in the day, I think they built those homes in 2003, 2004, and they're still there. Um, they were like 100 grand to yep. build. And I bet they're 350, 400, 50 now. I mean, yeah, probably more. Like, and they built them for hundred grand. They were renting them out all these different things. And, you know, that was caught up in it and everything. But now like in hindsight, it's, you know, 2020 yeah. where they built them. It was in the middle of nowhere, Syracuse, Utah here. Now there's a Walmart block away. There's a, like, it's kind of crazy. They we, we were going out pheasant hunting. I was with my dad um, a while back and they owned a thousand acres out in like east of Lehigh. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't even know what that's called, but, but out there. The middle of nowhere, and bought for a million bucks back in, the, and I think they ended up selling it for like two. Was super super happy. Now where that property was, there's there's a city, <laughs> yeah. there's Walmart. They're all my dad's like, I don't even know how much money would be worth. You know, this property would be worth now, but you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. If we only knew. But I but I feel like you know now we we're like education is so like what prevalent, I guess is the word, like yeah. it's there. It's easy, right? You have like people that like you on social media, you can meetups. Like it's so like education right now is a lot different than it was in 2003, 2004. Then you, you had, you know, what was other, other people doing? The only way you would know is you would go literally see him face to face and no one wanted to tell you anything. Right. Yeah. But now like our culture, I feel like the culture shift shifted because like people like you, like there's a lot of people that want to help individuals create that wealth and leave that legacy. And so, so it is awesome. So speaking about the book, um, you know, uh, where did the red suit come from? Because I said, you've been, you know, you've been uh, into, I think, but when we were before we were airing, you said that you were the dude that had the shirt untucked, never wore a suit in his life. And all of a sudden, you're the red <laughs> suit realtor. And like, it's your, it's your, literally your book and your brand.
0: Yeah. No, this, this is a fun story. This, it started about, uh, probably about seven years ago at 2 a.m. on Facebook. You know, when those ads pop up. Yeah, you, you know, to buy stuff like novelty items. Yep. And a red suit popped up, and I'm like, that would be fun to wear to the University of Utah football game. Heck yeah. That's where it started. Really? And I was like, it would be even be more fun to go to like Oregon or the Pac 12 championship game and sit in the opposing teams, you know, all green or all purple, right? In a red suit. Then you're fun, you know, front row, <laughs> dude. That's where it started. That's crazy. Literally, the first time I ever went, I was, I was crazy. I was sitting in my truck. This was I'd been flipping homes. I, like I said, I've, I only had my license for three years now, right. a little over three years. So there was no realtor before the red suit came out. Right. So anyway, I would go to, I remember the Pac-12 championship twice. The Weber State game, seven years ago, I'm sitting in my truck, and I'm like, do I want to do this? Come on. This is so cringe, so dorky. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going for it. This will be fun. So I went there, and people were like, "Dude, killer suit! Let's go! This is awesome!" Like the experience of the football game, it changed it for me. I used to be more like, "If my team wins, I'm excited." Now, when I go to a football game, I'm there for the experience. Right. Now I've got kids that they're you know they're getting bigger and bigger, and it's like, "Hey, no, no, we're here to like create an experience." That's where I'm at like these days. Everything is an experience for me. So after that, I was like, "That was a lot of fun." So I just start wearing them. I flew to you know, California, the Pac-12 championship, yep. sat in Washington front row in the red suit on TV. Everyone's like, dude, red suit, what's going on? You know what I mean? I'd have like my aviator glasses, my man bun back in the day. I love it. And then the second year, same thing happened. They played Oregon and they lost. It was raining. And I was literally at the, I'm walking out. I'm like, this thing is cursed. This thing is cursed. Because, you know, we have those super systems. Yep. I literally had my red suit inside of a trash can. I threw it away. Really? I'm like, I'm done with this. Like, it's bad luck. I'm done with it. And then I'm like, dude, don't quit. it. Don't quit. Don't quit on your brother. He's watching you. You know what I mean? Right. And then, so I grabbed that, and I'm like, no, I'm not a quitter. Right? Like, yeah, right. they lost a few games. Who cares? Right? And so... Like, remember, it's about the experience. Right. So I grabbed. Sorry, I'm getting emotional. No, I grabbed it. I went back to the hotel and that, and that came. I went there by myself. I'm like, no, I'm doing this. Let's go. Right. And so I got back. And, and anyway, about two years later, I'm like, I, I need to get my real estate license because realtors were like, no, don't get your license. Because there's disadvantages of you have to claim that you're an agent. You can't get as good of deals. It was just agents that didn't want me to lo- didn't want to lose me as a client that were right. telling me not to get my license. They were afraid I was going to be competition. Right. So now I'm on a vengeance of no. Everyone should get their license. It'll change your life. Even if you don't want to do retail, you can get better deals. You can sell more. Right? right. And so I went through the course. I passed my class. And what I'd go and, and all of a sudden one day. I was going through this process of writing this book here, Suited for Real Estate Success. Mm-hmm. And I had my daughter, and she looks at me, and she's like, hey, Dad, I, and she was like six at the time, and she's like, I don't know if you know this, but you're the red suit realtor. And I was like, that actually, I'm like, I looked over at my wife because it's a full-time, she knows if I do one thing, I go hardcore at it. Right. She's like, that's actually like a genius name, genius marketing. And so I'm like, I am the red suit realtor. So my my daughter actually helped me with the cover. She drew like, it. she's a little artist. She drew it looked like Chevy Chase, you know, mm-hmm. like Santa Claus. Yeah. So that's kind of where we got that. We sent that over to my my publisher, Mike Fallot, they did my book. Amazing guy. And so I just went off. I went off on that. I'm like, I'm the red suit realtor. So I started doing open houses. And there are more novelty suits. And then i pick another, like a lumberjack red suit up. And, right. and then, you know, I got more of the custom. I mean, I'm all, you got the red yeah, suit, I love it. realtor, everything. I love it. Every single day. And now I got the custom kicks, the red truck. I got the red sunglass. Like the branding is like critical guy. Like people don't realize I'm not selling real estate. What I'm doing is creating a brand. If people don't know who you are. Right. They're not going to work with you. Well, I, knew, I knew you as
1: red suit before I even knew your name. I think when we spoke, when we were together at Keaton's house, I've known of you forever, but I just do. I don't know if I ever looked and didn't know your name, but I knew his red suit. And then I, uh, when we spoke on that panel, I don't know if you remember that at Keaton in inside Keaton's living room, um, I
0: was like, "Oh, his name's Scott. (laughs) Cool." But I, you were a brand to me. Yeah, it's building your brand. Like uh, one of my favorite. I have a bunch of coaches. Like Keaton's one of my coaches. I've got uh, Sean Whalen started with the coaching. You know, with Lions not sheep. He's done so much for me. And then also Rob Bailey, I'm part of his Mm -hmm. coaching group. And he said, look, when you go out there, build your brand first. Build your brand first. Let people know who you are. Build that trust in the community. And then as you have stuff, and Sean Whalen talks about this a ton, then as you have that, people are like, what do you got? Like, what are you working on? I want to work with you. I want to use you, right? And so a lot of times you have to learn how to farm. Most people aren't patient enough to farm. Right. But once those seeds start to grow, now all of a sudden you have these massive trees Instead of just going out there and hunting, you got to do both. You got to learn how to hunt and farm at the same time. Right. So, the red suit actually came from my daughter. She came up kind of with the name of it. Um, I bought it before then. And then, my publisher, when I worked with him, a lot of it was on the marketing and branding like, how do we incorporate, how do we tell your story? And so, I've created that brand Red Suit Realtor. And, and I, I was, even when I was in Cleveland a month ago, people were like, I know who you are from New Jersey. Like, Oh, I've seen your stuff. Hey, tell me about that event. I'm like, which one? Cause I've been throwing a bunch of, we threw the world's right. largest real estate bus tour. You know, I literally started with the red suit, helping people meetups. I mean, yep. we had these big, massive red buses, yep. had some big names. Sean Whalen came and spoke, Keaton the muscle, Jimmy Rex spoke, um, Ryan Bowen. You had the guy, Daniel Kong from Hawaii that flew in that does massive multifamilies. Mm-hmm. And when I did my event, it was very different. It was like, Every single one of these experts were like experts in their field, right? Right. Like he does fix and flips. Um, This guy right here does storage units, Mm -hmm. right? You got Ryan Bowen. You got, she's a business broker. So I had like all these different people that were adding value because there's 30 different flavors of ice cream. You just got to be really good at two or three of those. And then you're going to absolutely crush it. So yeah. it was a really cool experience with the event, the book, and, and how the red suit came about, man. What do Dude, you think that,
1: of that? That's awesome, man. I, I, I love that because there's not a lot of people that would literally. So, I mean, you, you could say real estate, you could say like it's kind of a red ocean, right? And kind of go, you know, not your red I suit. I love but it. It's a kind of red ocean. But you ever read or uh, heard of the book, Blue Ocean Strategy? No. So it's a great business book about how businesses it kind of goes along have you ever read the book good to great yeah so it kind of goes along that like how businesses you know went from good to great but like how businesses set themselves apart in a in what they would call a red ocean industry kind of like you know starbucks in the coffee industry explode it's it's coffee and it really doesn't taste that good but there's there's a method behind why they burn the beans um i don't know if anybody knew that but they purposely burned the coffee um you know southwest now they've had some struggles now. Um, but how they made themselves a little bit different. Like people just making themselves a little bit different in that red, that red ocean. And you know, you, like you building the brand because, and talk about culture and like, I love, you love leadership, but in, in, especially like in real estate or anything, anything with being a real estate professional, real estate agent, real estate investor, building your brand in, is so, so important because there's a lot of people out there that claim this and claim that, or all of a sudden pop up on, you know, social and they're an act, ec- but like having the 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 history that you, you do and the resume that you do is very, very important, but then also setting yourself apart where you're easily recognizable and trusted, that trusted face, that trusted, you know, person on social media, that industry expert, the authority is so, so, so important because but a lot, you know, for a lot of reasons, but a lot of people will not do that. They don't want to, or they're embarrassed or this or that, or they think maybe they're better than that or like, but you have one all in full fledged building the brand. You're the trusted authority, you know, in my eyes of what you do. And I know, in a lot of other people, that's huge. And that will help. I believe, you know, you already know this, but that will help you, you know, you've already set yourself apart, but then keep running where people are now chasing you right? But it's so important for other people to do the same thing.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that's powerful. Like there's a lot of guys that made a bunch of money and now all they're doing is just selling courses. Like with me, like, no, I'm in the trenches doing it, right? I mean, when Keaton reached out to me, I'm like, how can I help you, Keaton? He's like, I want to flip a home. 30 minutes later, we flipped a home and we showed, because a lot of times people make excuses of why I'm successful or why you're successful. And we wanted to show that we could flip the home really using other people's money because, well, yeah, he's got money. It's easy for him. Right. So that deal we did in Midville last year, literally we used other people's money. We found the deal. We we had gap funding. We we literally, I'm an agent, so I didn't have to pay the commission, you know obviously on that side of it. Right. We literally, we did the staging. My wife staged it. Um, I think she got paid after the house closed. So we didn't have to use any of our own money, to do the transit. I didn't ask Keaton for a dime. I didn't ask the other partners that were in that deal for a dime. Wow. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And we wanted to show that you don't need money to do deals. You just have to have that mindset to do deals. Right. Right. And so, you know, it's crazy that as the red suits evolved, there's a couple things, a couple layer faceted to this. Um, number one, build your brand so people know who you are. Number two, what's your vision? My vision is that I'm helping a thousand people do a real estate transaction. That's going to be a lot more catching to you and to you. Like, hey, I want to be one of those thousand, right? Right. My vision is to help you. Hey, how do I do it, right? Instead of like, hey, I'm going to flip a thousand homes. That's not as powerful. Like, oh, cool, great, good for you, congratulations. But my vision is it's much more powerful to make a change in the world if I'm helping a thousand people because if they flip a home, it's changing their life, change their family. They can do anything. It's hard to flip homes, 99% of the world has never flipped a home before. You be that 1%. Now, when you're facing obstacles, but you had to f- solve 150 problems during that flip, the, the plumbing, there's a disaster. You know what I mean? Right. Dude, you become a man, you become a leader. So, when someone flips a home in my world, they become a leader. Right. Those are the people that I want to go at, Regardless if you made 100 grand or you lost 50 grand on the flip, you are a leader in my eyes. Right. right. And so, lastly, what you were talking about is, you know, the red suit has also, it's all these limiting beliefs like, oh, well, this, this person came from money or this person did from that. I think my parents have money. I think so. I think they have a lot of money, right. but I never knew that growing up. I grew up like, I didn't even know one day I was in high school and my parents built a house and there was a pool. I'm like, wait, what's going on? I thought we were struggling. And I, I love that my parents did that for me. They taught me to work, right? Right. And it's like my brother, he didn't have much. He had the biggest smile, biggest heart. And so, like, people always make this excuse, well, I don't have the best looks. I don't have the best. I'm in the wrong area. I've started this movement by wearing a $99 red suit. Right. The people laughed at me. They're like, that guy's a joke. What? Who is this clown? Right. Right? And it's like, I'm, I'm basically on a mission, too. It doesn't matter what you wear. It doesn't matter what you look like. Have a vision. Go for it. Dream big. And the world will literally, it, it, you change the world by just having that mindset. And so it's kind of been a really, really cool story to take extreme ownership in what I do and everything that I do. And now those people that were like, literally Sean Whalen called me out in his group the first time he met me a year and a half ago. He's like, when you woke up this morning and you put on that red suit, what were you thinking? And I was like, the same thing I'm thinking every day. My coach told me to be my brand. <laughs> he was my coach at the time. He couldn't right. say much to that. Told me to be my brand. So I'm being my brand every single day because I have a vision. And my vision's way bigger than your opinion, your opinion. Like my vision's about my brother. You can't take that away from me. I don't care what you say, good or bad about me. I know what my vision is. I know what my truth is. And that's not going to stop because I'm not going to quit on my brother. Right. And when people have that vision and that mission and it's so powerful, then that's when things get to be very, very fun in, in life and in business.
1: Dude, I love that. I, I can saw that. that was amazing, man, and it, it's so, so true. And we have that burning desire and that dream and that, that, that vision of where you want to go, like you're saying. Nothing can stop you, nothing. Like, you know, for me right now, nothing's going to stop me. For you, I know nothing's going to stop you. I mean, that, that dream and that why is the most important most important thing. So, Scott, thank you so much for, for being on the show. This has been a fantastic conversation. Uh, I've learned a ton and you got me fired up. I just want to run through this wall right now and start going, and making stuff happen. So, I appreciate you. Where can people find you at? Socials everywhere, how they find the book.
0: Yeah, just How'd... keep it simple. Red Suit Realtor on Instagram. You go on my stories, click on the link there. And, uh, you know, if you know somebody that wants to learn how to do real estate too, it's a great gift, right? Um, love it. but at the end of the day, I appreciate you and what you're doing and your vision, your culture, and, and having you come to the meetup was so powerful. And I love what you're doing, man. I see that leadership care, you know, and I, and I want to go to war with people like you that we're kind of like, all right, we're the next, like, like people are counting on us, right? Our kids, our families, like the world is counting on us. We need more leaders right. and we're going to find thousands of leaders out there. And, and it's going to change the world. So I really appreciate you having me on, man.
1: I love it, man. Thank And thank you for the kind of words. It means a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for, you know, what, what's going on, what we got going on as a company, you know, like, you know, a lot of synergy going on with, you know, hopefully one day you'll invite me on the bus tour and I'll get to spend some seeds and some culture, but you know, just kidding. But, um, but, but Scott, last thing I want to ask you is how do you define success? What's your definition of success? That's, what, is, what does that mean? That's to a
0: tough one. We were, we were on the plane with uh, Sean Whalen and a couple other guys, and we talked about what success was literally. And we had to write this down. And for me, success is one thing, one thing only It's don't quit. Don't quit. It. The only way you lose is when you quit. I love it. Don't quit.
1: Yeah. No, it's, that's so true. Like that's how you can guarantee failure or guarantee it's not going to work is if you quit. So Scott, thank you so much for being on the show. If you like this episode, please share it. Hit Scott up on Instagram, all over social, the red suit realtor. Um, Scott's an unbelievable human. Pick up his book, learn, learn there's, there's so much value and how to create that wealth for your family. Again, if you liked, if you like this episode, please share it. Hit us up on YouTube. Uh, we are going live on YouTube with all the, the, the podcast. We're slowly um, getting them out there. And if you ever need anything, please reach out. If you ever want any consulting or coaching, um, hit me up at imjasonhaugen.com. Scott, thank you for being on the show. Thank you.